Hey guys, and welcome back to the Two Heavy Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we are down Eddie, but we ended up picking up a Clayton this time around. Hello. Uh, you've you've heard the name Clayton. He's hung out with us for a, a, a live stream or two for some of the pay-per-views, but this time you're going to get to see him as well. Um, but as always, you still have Zach and you have myself, Randy, but Clayton, um, I guess give us a little bit about your wrestling background and what you, like, when did you start watching pro wrestling? Uh, my first core memory of watching pro wrestling, um, when, you know, the parents didn't turn it off for me, um, when, uh, it was after WrestleMania 20, when, uh, the new belt design for the WWE championship was debuted and John Cena had JBL grab that big box of animal innards, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was not animal energy at the time, but that's my core. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And watched from there. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a culture shock watching the, the, I think it was an I quit match yeah. at judgment day, the following pay-per-view. Um, I didn't know a human could bleed that much um, <laughs> at that point in time. Um, but since then I've just been a diehard fan. Um, went back and watched all the attitude air. I'm not too well versed beyond the mid nineties, but, I keep up, not just everything inside of WWE, but outside too. Who ended up getting you into it? Because to be honest, like, cause you're a little bit older than me. You're, you're a couple years older than me. That's, I would consider that a little bit of a late start. Um, nobody specifically got me into it. Um, back in the glory days of WWE, UPN just had SmackDown. Oh, it was yeah. super accessible since we're all was still on USA network and then spike at the time. So we didn't have cable. SmackDown was on. I couldn't, watch the other things that I like to watch, but I was enabled to watch yeah. wrestling. Okay. Well, Hey man, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you filling in while Eddie's busy doing adult stuff. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Zach, what are we going to be talking about today? A little bit, a little bit of the fallout from WrestleMania, just the roller coaster of emotions from what we felt last week going into this week. And then kind of how it just slowly went down from there. It's I, I was telling, um, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to one of my brothers when I said, it's amazing the stark contrast of emotions that I felt over that weekend based off of just how high I was feeling going into even Friday, like going even going into SmackDown and just how low I felt coming out for the Raw after WrestleMania. I mean, it really started when we went to Raw a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that was a really good... That was the point where we were like, okay, this WrestleMania is like... It, it was yeah, this is and what we want. for the most part, it was a fantastic WrestleMania. Right. Until the end. Until the end. Which which fantastic in hindsight, now that I'm a week removed, in hindsight, I'm not as upset because when you look at all of the factors, it was kind of obvious that that's what was it's gonna happen. It's the turn of events that happened after because we were on the low from the loss. Yeah. And then it came to that Monday's Raw. Yeah. And we were expecting at least a good Raw after WrestleMania because yeah. when has there been a bad one? Well, we got we got a return. We got the lowest rating Raw in history. Really? In the, the history of Raw, ever. that is the lowest rated show. For like the third hour or overall? The whole because thing. that means that people weren't even tuning. Oh uh, well. It, so it was the lowest rated show by consumers, but as far as like Nielsen TV ratings were concerned. It did exactly what they wanted to do. They ma they maintained viewership, but the actual rating was the lowest in history. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. 
Like, no. is because some would even argue that like it's not really fair to do that, but WWE themselves went out of their way to start hyping up the raw after WrestleMania. Cause at first, when you think like 2010, 2011, it was just raw. It was just the raw after WrestleMania and, and the fans came to expect it, but WWE never talked about it. Then they start talking about it. So now you have to be, it's always when you get self-aware that it goes for the worst. Well, and w- so when you, when the fans have an expectation, you, you don't have to meet that. That's not your responsibility. I mean, to an extent, you need to a little bit just to make sure they're still engaged with your product. But at the end of the day, if you have a halfway decent Raw after WrestleMania, like if you, get, if you have a solid 7 out of 10, but the fans expect a 10 out of 10, that's not fair. But when you start presenting it like it has to be a 10 out of 10 and you give us a 5 out of 10, that's when it becomes a problem. Right. For all intents and purposes, the Raw after Mania... WWE was acknowledging it time or not is effectively your season premiere. Yeah. For the next ha- year of wrestling that we're going to get. Yeah. It so has to feel that way. Whatever you decide to do, whether you don't meet fan expectations or not, or whether you meet them, meet them or not, that's the level of effort that should be brought forth. Yeah. And I, and I'm sorry, but a Matt Riddle return is not enough. A Matt Riddle return doesn't do anything because if you're, if you have more knowledge than the average fan, the casual fan, you know that Matt Riddle was in rehab. Yeah. I don't care that he came back. I, I yeah. don't put him in a promo, do something like that. Having him come out so Miz can do what is now his third night of the same exact spot. Just yeah. Well, and then what's to come was on Friday he came out and saved Sami Zayn. Yeah, which makes beautiful oh. sense. It makes sense for yeah. the story now. For sure, because the, the Usos took the But why bring him back just to them. beat up Miz, and then all of a sudden now he's back into the mix? Well, to that end, sometimes when people return, they return to a huge pop for nothing, and then go back to what they were doing. Yeah. And so I think that's what that was, because he left feuding with the Usos slash Bloodline. So that made sense a little bit, but um, overall, I mean, this whole... Th- this week in wrestling has been crazy because because WrestleMania, if we if we take out the outlier that is the end of the main event, and I say the end of the main event because the match itself was, great. was not only really good, but what you expected. We expected Uso interference. We expected Sammy and Kevin to show up like like overall that match was really good up until the disappointing end. And even then, again, like I said, in hindsight, you probably should have seen it happen. Were you were you satisfied? With I was the ending? very satisfied with the main event. Yeah. Well, before you get into any of the particulars of like Roman's reign or anything like that, just at face value, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' biggest accomplishment since returning his WWE equity yeah. is beating Seth Rollins in three consecutive pay per views. Yeah. I need more. I need more if you're going to dethrone you what not, Roman is. So, so you, what you're saying is you don't put a Royal Rumble, a Royal Rumble win over. Three Seth Rollins win. No, that's crazy. Well, okay, the style of Royal Rumble win because he came in at thirty. He came in at thirty. That's not an impressive yeah. Royal Rumble win. I love John Cena's comeback at 08's Rumble in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but that's not an impressive Rumble win. You came I'll in at you, thirty. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. If he was one two with Gunther and then they go the entire Rumble and it ends with those two, yeah, light years difference. It was also yeah. pre-announced, which that also kind of ruined it. For that me was. Too. 
that was a bad decision. I don't understand why they gave that up. Well, and this is just another weird thing that WWE did. They said they came out like on interviews and stuff and said, we're going to announce Cody because we're very satisfied with our other surprise entrance. And then we got Booker T and I love Booker T, but I expect Booker T plus if you're going to go out of your way to say that. And you got Booker T minus. Yeah, that's because there was only 29 men in it. Even more, another reason why Cody's Rumble win is not that impressive. There's only 29 men in it. Yeah, the I mean the latter of both Cody's you know stories and how everybody feels about it. It's either that he hasn't faced enough adversity, that's or true. he should have won. Yeah, that's what it is. And the weird part about it is supposedly this Brock feud is was pre-planned for about two months. Yeah, this is one. Because again, when you think about who Roman was originally going to face, it should have been obvious that he was going to win because the rock was never going to win. And that means that they had plans for Roman post mania. So like in hindsight, we all should have seen that. coming. Well, then there's a lot of factors to it too, because originally Cody had a plan to verse John Cena. Yeah. And that was, I guess during the, is the rock going to come back timeframe? Yeah. But then that didn't come. So then Cody Rhodes now became the plan. Yeah. But, and now, of course, we're in the hashtag fire Vince situation right now. Well, and that's that's what I was going to say. So back to my original point of this being a crazy week in wrestling. Yes. The sale happened. The sale happened. The sale happened, and it is not, first off, let's just celebrate the fact that it was not the Saudi government. Yes. That is, no matter what else happens, that is a win. Yes. We need to take that win for what it is. They sold to a company called Endeavor. For those of you that don't know, this is the same parent company of the UFC. So that's actually, I consider that a second win because now we don't have to worry about does this parent company have experience with combat sports? They have what I would argue the second most experience with combat sports behind WWE itself. So. And you know how that ladder works, right? The the power ladder for how this is going to be? Yeah, so UFC and WWE are going to combine into one company, and There's, then Endeavor yeah. is going to run that company. They haven't come up with a name for this new merge yet. Yeah, but... so Ari, or Ari is going to be the still CEO of Endeavor. Yep. You have Vince being the president, or not the president. He's the, the this executive chairman of yeah. the new company. Dana White's still the president of UFC, and Nick Khan is the president of WWE. But shout out to Nick Khan for the demotion. You go from CEO to president. Here's five million for your troubles. I was gonna say, like, oh, you mean here you're gonna get an extra five million dollars, and you're gonna have way less responsibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, Good for you. And then uh, stuck around just long enough. Stephanie could have cashed in on that, but she didn't. You know the remember the guy's name? He was a part of the UFC already. But he's now becoming the president of the new company. Dana White. It's not Dana White. No, it was another guy. If oh. it's not Dana White, I don't know their names. I, I don't know. Matt something. I can't think of it right now. It'll yeah. come to me probably. But either way, you're going to have a company that is UFC plus WWE. I assume the title or moniker of WWE isn't going to go away. No. I don't think this no, will be. The only thing that that company is is a holding company for both companies. Yeah, yep. I don't think it'll be new company Raw. UFC company, is SmackDown running under be. UFC still, and WWE yep. is still running under yeah. WWE. They're just the bottom corners of the pyramid, if you will. So the first, the first question I have for you guys is how much cross-promotion do you see? And when I say promotion, I don't mean just advertisements. If you wanna, how many WWE guys do you see in UFC and vice versa? If you want to take what Dana White's 
response to somebody asking who he wishes, not him, but one of his fighters at a press conference was like, who would you like to take a chair, chair shot from? The guy was like, the fighter said, I don't want to answer because I don't want to be in trouble. And Dana was like, yeah, can you ask a more stupid question? Oh, no. So, so UFC's not happy about being looped in with... Don't think so. It's not that to give you guys a, a diehard UFC fan as well. Yeah, you bring uh, a unique perspective to this. So your super broad overview perspective from the UFC side of things, um, within the last six months, they had the ability have their fights bet on in Canada, blocked by the Canadian Gaming Commission because of reasonable suspicions that a coach was fixing fights. Oh, so they're trying to really get away they from can't, the... They can't, you can't, there's not going to be any cross-promotional anything. I think, I know that's not going to be the case because that get WWE is trying to get into gambling, Yeah. which, good luck, but... There's like two or three states they're starting with. So, and the UFC wants to maintain their gambling. So, no, there's not going to be any cross-promotion. What I would think would be the most likely outcome is if that, say, a UFC athlete who wanted to try WWE, they would get more of a shot than just... They'd probably be more allowed to now. Yes. I can see a McGregor just coming for a, like, pay-per-view appearance. Which would be crazy, because hasn't he talked like mad trash on WWE in the past? Well, yeah. Paul Heyman said that he was a Roman yeah. Reigns wannabe, and then Connor was like, I will come knock you out and break your jaw in three places. So like, it's like, yeah. I could see little run-ins and stuff like that, just to get that little cross-promotion out of there. But I honestly don't want to see wrestlers going into mixed martial arts anymore, and I don't want to see MMA fighters transition back into well, you know, I, WWE The role. One Direction... I'll call it the Ken Shamrock direction where you go from from MMA fighting to WWE. I'm okay with that. But if you have the personality for it. There's only like a 50-50 on people going from WWE to MMA cuz you have you have the Brock Lesnar's of the world. Right. Who killed it. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the CM Punk's of the world who went like 0 and 3 or whatever the hell his record was. And then you have people like Bobby Lashley who are like in in between. He had like Bellator or something yes. like that. Yes. Bellator like Strike Force. Yeah. So like I'm I'm interested to see, like... It's got to be the characters of UFC, though. It can't be the just, just I'm a fighter. Yeah. Because, like, Ronda was a character. Yeah. Connor's a character. I could see him coming over he and for sure doing something. He for sure will have a good time in WWE if he decides to come over and do some stuff. But you get someone like, I don't know, let's say, like, an Alistair Overeem, who's very big and very can very much destroy somebody. Yeah. But how much is he going to talk on the mic? How much is yeah. he going to play into a character of a WWE superstar? That's where I would say no. Well, and there's a certain level of credibility that the UFC fighters have to be able to maintain. So someone like Conor McGregor, who's already pretty well established and has done almost everything that he could do, he could come over, take a WWE loss or two, and no one's going to think twice of it. But if you have some young up-and-comer who's only like 3-1 and one or something like that, he can't afford to come over to WWE and take a a fake loss. Right. You, know you I mean? get someone like Patty or uh what's his what's his name? I uh always wears braids, has rainbow hair. Uh, uh Sean O'Malley. Yeah, Sean O'Malley. Like you get them two over. They're very high intensity and very high in character, but they yeah. come over like you just said and take a loss like that when they're still not established as fighters. Yeah. Then yeah, that would be no good. Well and I know I know for someone like me 
like this will bring me to the UFC. Like I I've watched UFC to me was one of those things where like, if I'm at B dubs and it's on, Oh cool. But like, I never went out of my way to watch it. Or like if some of my friends that watch UFC was like, this fight is going to be like the biggest fight, then I'll be like, okay, let's go somewhere and watch it. But like, I just don't keep up with it regularly because to be honest, I don't even know how. They don't have a weekly TV show or something, do they? Like I they essentially think. have monthly pay per views and then um, fight pass bi monthly uh, TV cards. Yeah, yeah. So something like I like I'll have to do the research and lore, learn more about this so that I can become engaged with it. But. Yeah, because they have the the numbered UFC events. That's their main card, and then they have their yeah. fight pass and other lower end stuff okay. that gets their stuff going and keeps their fighters fighting that aren't on the main card basically that's good okay cool well so i mean overall we're pretty happy with endeavor taking wwe over some of the alternative options that's the part that we're talking about right now i mean that's the fire yeah. vince movement it's yeah so and then let's talk about it we yeah we're, we, we, talk, we're good into... with wrestlemania wrestlemania was good for what it was yeah. but now you go into the raw and now smackdown and they were two completely different shows well, yeah, SmackDown was better. Um, Someone I, was not in attendance last night. Was Vince not in Vince attendance Vince was not there. So the thing is, I will say, I read a lot of reports that said Vince didn't have his hands as deep into Raw as we would like. He to. had full creative control of Raw. Full creative control, in gorilla position, sentence script rewrites. Even the only one the that people started. got messed up with that they thought got changed in the middle yeah. of it was Seth's. Was, because they thought... The people who recorded him were producers telling him that his thing changed, but that was all planned the whole time, supposedly. Oh, that's so weird. I don't like how but mixed into the are supposed to be Omos and uh, Elias's match was not planned. They were both yeah. in the cafeteria, and Omos did not have his gear. Yeah. So they found him gear. So that's why he was not wearing what he usually does. Yeah. And then there was a couple other things. I don't even want to remember this raw. That's how bad it was. Well, there was originally like a women's tag team tournament yeah. style series of matches to determine number one contenders for the tag titles. Said they just had the number one contenders, but yeah, it was three, damage control out there, and Bailey didn't even get a spot on the show. Yeah, but that's the thing. So then Raw happened again, horrible. Again, yeah. we heard everything we had to hear that Vince was getting his grubby hands on everything. Yeah. So then the gap from Tuesday to Thursday was straight up a fire Vince movement. It was crazy. Is Triple H going to say anything else? Twitter blows up. Then we get the announcement. Blows up. Yeah. Triple H is going to be back on Friday. So what's going to happen? So is he going to address what happened Monday? Is he going to address the business logistics of what just happened? No. He basically did what he did on Monday. Then, now, together, forever. But this time he threw a blanket over the situation with the draft. Do you think that they were always going to do a draft, or do you think they're pulling the draft card due to backlash? Pulling the draft card due to backlash, classic WWE direction. Because they they said it's in a couple weeks, and this is why I think maybe they were always going to do it, because a couple weeks is not really long enough to consider the long-term ramifications of doing a draft. I say ramifications, not a negative tone, but to do a draft, like you need longer than that to have your creative ready to take on new or existing talent, what direction they're going to take it and all that. I think it was always going to be planned for after backlash. 
I think so too. Um, I think I think they announced the draft earlier than they might have. Yeah. Because because no no offense to SmackDown, I love SmackDown, and it has been being pushed as the bigger show over the last couple of years. But you're gonna you're gonna announce a draft on Raw, right? Like that's that's normal. That's probably when you would do that typically. Well, and they do the weird thing now is where like SmackDown's the night one, and then the Raw after is the night two. I agree with that decision because there's less time in between. That's right. a two day gap versus a three day gap. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah. But the rumor I was telling you about through text last night and this morning was Was that a rumor or was that your idea? It's a, it's a theory. It's not gonna happen. I highly doubt that yeah. Vince shows his face on t- But No way. Nope. Not that mustache. Uh, dyed hair. The theory that's going around, which you might have even heard it, is that they will do a Survivor series style um Storyline where Vince has control over Raw and H has control over SmackDown until Survivor Series, which then they will have a who takes control over creative 5v5 Survivor Series match. That's plausible. Um, as Michael Cole did make his comment. Yeah. Triple H runs this place, almost like an emphasis on this place. This place, yeah. Um, referencing SmackDown and then uh, the Survivor Series card, even though. Most people think it's a glitch. Briefly said on StubHub, Ticketmaster, whatever, WWE versus WWE Survivor it Series. Really? Yes. Wow. So that might be I've never a seen that one. See, that makes it more plausible now. Yeah. That's crazy. I, d- like, I do love the idea that they want to mix real life aspects with creative. The only problem I have with that is if they're going to go out of their way to do this, but then not in the background, actually stick to that. Like triple H wins that match, but then, and then on TV, they're like triple H is in control of creative, but, but you then can Vince still is visibly tell that he's not. Yeah. Like, like that is what I'm afraid of. Triple H is what Paul Heyman was before what Bruce Pritchard was before he's in charge, but he doesn't have final say that's not going no, his to job change. is to take what Vince says and make it work. Which is, which is better than the alternative, which is Triple H comes up with an idea and Triple H or and Vince tweaks it. But, but Monday didn't make it seem like Triple H had a say in anything because his stuff was got, what got well, ripped no, up. You know what Triple H was doing on Monday, right? He got sent to do busy work. Mm-hmm. Triple H was sent in the background to go like do paperwork or run. Well, as soon as I realized that they called him when he got announced as WWE Hall of Famer instead of COO or CCO, yeah, whatever it is, that makes me think they are, are planning something because they're like they're not calling him the chief creative officer on TV now. Yeah, which they were. That, yeah, and so and then Michael Cole literally saying like, "Oh, this is he he runs SmackDown," but they didn't he didn't or they didn't say anything like that on Raw. It make in like the Vince comment saying I'm on a higher level, but not through the weeds. Which if that's just if lie. that is how masterminding this whole thing is, and that's what they throw into this whole thing, yeah, that's crazy. I mean that if the ultimate payoff to this is going to be, my mind is as blown as when Cody lost. Then sure, let's let's go through. If they're if they really want to take us as fans through this roller coaster, as long as it ends well, then I'm about it. But like, it's tough. Like you're you have to be prepared to lose some people when you want to do a story like that. 
speaking of losing people. Yeah. Word out earlier today that McIntyre, not only not happy with money, not happy yeah. with the creative that was presented to him. Which we talked about yeah. that the last weekend too. I was just say, yeah, McIntyre's contract, he is not sure he's resigning. And they announced him not going to house shows due to uh illness, but that's clearly a cover up for his contractual well, in uh, who was it? Bailey's requesting her release. So that was a rumor. Something like Supposedly that? that ended up being a rumor. But oh, I, really? I, I have a high feeling because of the fact she did tweet saying that uh, this love story is ending. You know? Yeah, something like that. Um, but which could have been about damage control. It very well could be. And then I mean, the other rumors. I mean, the people that you hear are potentially not happier that would leave if this happened. Has my heart broken just because like. Seth Rollins is on that list of people that aren't happy. Yeah. I mean, just again, uh, Becky's very vocal about it too, but like during her pre WrestleMania interview, she was talking about how Seth's the workhorse of WWE has carried him on the back, taking the losses to get people where they need to be. Yeah. You know, and then in like what you said about Cody's return, going in straight into the rumble and then having the main event, like he took three losses from Cody for him to go away, come back, win the main or win the Royal Rumble, and then had the main event. But then Seth stuck reversing Logan Paul. Um, there was even more to that to Becky's comment, which I found super intriguing. She also said that she had to fight to get her and Bianca's match at SummerSlam on the card, and the exact quote, paraphrasing, was have seth rollins who's a workhorse not on the card you then have becky lynch not on the card and you have bianca Belero not on the card it's kind of a problem so i kind of had to fight to get that 10 minute match on there and while throwing not shade but shade to pat mcafee and logan paul and yes those who are on the card who are celebrity roles rather than actual active star roles yes and i can't recall at openly as you are more or less bashing a creative direction in that manner, given their current position. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. This is just such a crazy It's intriguing. I mean, watching it from the business side and knowing that a McMahon is not the actual owner of the company anymore. This is the first time it's ever not been in the family. It's just crazy, though, because the fact that, like, yes, they don't own it anymore, but they're in such a high role still that it's almost like they haven't left because it's one thing being the owner and then having creative side, but now you just strictly have to worry about the creative side. Well, and the, the reality of that is like, technically, technically the owner gets the final say. If, if the owner will have the ability to pull creative from Vince, if the owner is not, well, and that's the thing is that's the only reason why Vince is still here. Yeah. They wouldn't let him go. <laughs> it was crazy to me when I heard, the idea that Vince was asked to come back instead of him just shoehorning his way back in, which the more I hear, the more I actually do start to believe. The one comment from that interview, though, with both Ari and uh, Vince, the the blatant shade thrown by the interviewer who said that the WWE was quoted worth $6.5 billion, why in the world would you buy it for 9.1 oh, yeah. straight to Ari's face and straight to Vince's face. And That's then crazy. you just, they're less loathing. Like now we're a 20 point 
or $21.2 billion company. You know, like, what yeah. are you going to say now? <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I well, Do we know the numbers on what Vince's payout was from this sale? 15. 15 million? No. He had, yeah, he, he had, no, 151 million. He's a 3.1 billionaire now. But Great. still 49% equity in the company. Always have the money. Yeah, because get those they, other two percent. They have to save the yeah. stockholders. The forty nine percent is stockholders, but it's like how much yeah. is still Vince? Yeah, right. stockholder of one. Yeah, crazy. Uh, all right. Well, what else do we have? I mean, Endeavor sale, WrestleMania. I mean, we know. I just want to say, yeah, that the biggest disappointment for me coming out of Raw was the fact that in time it. Between WrestleMania like 24 and 35, with the exception of the Undertaker matches, weekly watching wrestling, very hard. Why are you making that face? That wasn't your biggest. I know what my biggest disappointment And what I had coming out of WrestleMania, understanding how you guys feel about the main event, but coming out of WrestleMania, my biggest excitement was, hey, I could be engaged on watching Raw and SmackDown every week, not just catching a PLE when it's interesting. But what if it doesn't have Nia Jax on it? Because that was my biggest disappointment at WrestleMania. Randy, this is why I almost thought about not coming this week. (laughs) Why? Because because I was going to bring up Nia Jax? I'm going to make you do an episode alone so you can talk about Nia Jax all you want. You think I won't? You think I won't do a 30-minute Nia Jax podcast? With one thing that you like about Nia Jax every minute? Yeah, no, I don't doubt your capabilities of doing that. Yeah, thank you. Um, And that raw just ruined that level of excitement like yeah, i knew smackdown was crash. going to be better just because the bar was so low because it couldn't get any lower just just to the bar to present an acceptable smackdown not a good smackdown not a great smackdown not a very great smackdown yeah. the bar for acceptable or sorry raw the bar for acceptable raw was so low for monday yeah and vince mcmahon still played limbo lower. with the devil yeah, like it's crazy so i knew smackdown was going to be better but i'm not going to watch it now like i'm sorry i'm not going to turn on and watch it i'll catch the clips i'll watch the what culture wrestlings of the world and move on with it's my the, life it's the unfortunate feeling of guilt watching it now because it's like you knew the backgrounds of what happened on raw and then smackdown was good smackdown, smackdown was, was good. great yeah but i didn't feel good watching it no. it's i I feel that way, except not about SmackDown, because I do, even though the brand split is kind of not as hard-lined as it used to be, I do still see those as separate TV shows in general. Granted, it's a lot of the same players right now. I won't feel that way until I'm watching next Monday. I will feel that same guilt if I enjoy next Monday's Raw. Because because the whole whole movement behind that like Fire Vince thing... Yeah, it wasn't gonna work in the first place because you going to the show to yell fire Vince does nothing. But it put money in his pocket, right? Yeah. You watching it to see them do that. Yeah, no, you got to not watch. You got to not go. Which not, not enough happen because a lot of it is all consumer yeah. level kids who are going with their parents to have a good time at a wrestling event. It's which not us. Which that. 
that does need to take place. There needs to be a future of pro wrestling. So I don't want that to be touched or tarnished. I want kids to want to, I don't want that kids and their parents who are just kind of listening to it in the background, who aren't hardcore fans like us. I don't want them to get mixed into the weeds of the problems with it doesn't need to get political for them. Yeah. I don't need that for them. I want them to wait until they're in their mid teens and become curious about how this process actually works. And they start to question if this stuff is real or not. Like, like that that same organic feelings that we had growing up. Right. They need to think have about what that. was happening in the background then. Dude. Like when we were eight to twelve years old. Yeah, dude. Like it's crazy. Yeah, and we already know what happened. It's coming to light now. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> like uh, <laughs> um so from the host when me and Randy were talking separately about how it used to be back in the day, and I we kept, I always reflect back to Kurt Angle trying to throw Shane McMahon through the plate glass window at Survivor Series and <laughs> yeah. failing the first two times. And Vince is just in that ref's ear. You tell Kurt Angle to throw my son through that plate glass yeah. again now. It's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's just different. Like politically, if you want to call it the politics of pro wrestling is just so different now than it was back then because there wasn't the it was almost a blessing for that time, but there wasn't a power struggle. We knew who was in charge. There was a 0% chance that anyone else would be in charge. We all accepted it and we moved on. The, the lucky byproduct of that was that the product wasn't bad. You know what I mean? We didn't have last Monday. Well, I'm, I'm talking about specifically like 1995 to 2004 or something like that. Bay Young I'm gave not talking- birth to a hand. Look, May it was Young. a wild... <laughs> Had a romantic storyline with Gene Snitsky and Mark Henry. Look, Mark Henry impregnating Mae Young and her giving birth to just a white hand was crazy. I get it. But if you if you just look past They that, had him grow up, too. That's true. He did come back at one point. Okay. <laughs> Gene Snitsky punted Lita's baby, or not Lita. I forget who. It was Lita. It was, it was Lita. Lita. Yeah, it was Lita. Punted, punted a baby. Just, this episode went good. off the rails. <laughs> well, the thing, well, the thing, well, I mean, it makes sense. We're talking about because right now, creative is up in the air. Ownership, it's not up in the air, but it has changed. Mm-hmm. Like we're just like essentially right now, we're just talking about when that wasn't the case and what the stark contrast between when you when you have a figurehead that is just this is it no if ands or buts what this person says goes like especially when he was cuz you know he was in his mid 40s early 50s his mind was more sound i'll say like the creative direction and control in general was just better um but when you add 30 extra years to that and you add someone else who did the job better and you add another owner to this company that he doesn't have full control over anymore. Like, it's just, it's crazy how different the, the pro wrestling world in general will be moving forward, especially now that there's competition again, too. Cause it's not just WWE. Yes or no. Well, and the last thing I got to even say about like raw after WrestleMania and stuff, are these get returns and debuts? You think they're saving all this for the draft now? Like, is that their is that their saving grace at this point? Because like we got Braun staying in a 
feud with Carmelo, Carmelo on NXT. That was the, that was the one person I was expecting on Monday. I was expecting Braun Breaker to come out and be on the main roster, and instead he gets a heel turn. I don't. I just don't. What know What if anymore. Braun was in Brock's spot? Oh, I think that could have been been cooler than that. They, they could have done something. Because like the that. the only thing that ruined the Brock part for me was on SmackDown. They said the reason for why Brock did what he did. What was the reason? I didn't even hear that. I don't. He I don't is remember. only mad because his show was the top of the card. The first match of the card. So we took that out on Cody. He took it out on Cody. So we have so so we have to do a whole program because of that. Yes, this is why Brock Lesnar said that is a Vince comment. That has to be a Vince comment, hundred percent. That's so stupid. But that's all I I had to say about it. But I, so I'm hoping we get our NXT call ups. I imagine we'll get some. I hope. Who's ready? Ron, Wesley. Um, I mean, we're going to get a... Wesley is still a champion, isn't he? I believe he's still the North, North American champion. Who were we talking about that was getting called up and he had his main event picks already taken? I keep forgetting names all of a sudden. I have no idea. We're I don't watch head. NXT. That's a problem. I just don't... It's not undisputed era Adam Cole time for NXT, so I don't care. I'm sorry. That's fair. It was I so just, good. This week's like, been it's so crazy. Like, I just I, can't remember anything. I, just, I NXT needs to stop being a TV show. It's no longer the third brand. It is just the developmental territory where there's one or two stars. Stand and, and Deliver else. did well. Who? Stand and Deliver. Uh, it'll always, it yeah. It'll always the the PLEs for NXT will always do well because their fan base is very strong. Well, but it was also WrestleMania. They also yeah. don't capture. Magic. Like, I legit that that was that was my mindset going into WrestleMania week. It's like, okay, there's gonna probably be like two to three matches max that I'm actually gonna care about that'll actually be good, but I'll at least get a takeover to digest from the night before. Yeah. And that's not there anymore. No. Everything's just up in the air, and we keep saying that every week, but it's like nothing is well, the thing settling is, down. Well, that's what I was going to say. It is starting to settle down, and it starts with the fact that a sale happened. That The whole, one of the big things, who's going to buy WWE? Where is it going to go? That That's answered. We know that now. So I would argue that we are starting to we're starting to settle. Um, Granted, there might be new things that pop up. Like how are these two companies going to interact with each other? Now we have a creative control issue. Like there are other things that are keeping us up, but like we're at least starting to get answers because we've been talking about it since before the rumble, this WWE sale, what's going to be on it. At least we have an answer to that. Now. I'm just mad that we can't have the conversation of what's going on with the belts anymore. What do you mean? In what way? They're not changing it unless Cody wins. Oh yeah, I mean well, they're not, not changing any of them. I well, I thought the tag the new teams... belt design got approved. Supposedly, right? well, allegedly a new belt design got approved. That was before so... the sale happened. Well, the thing is, no, no, no. But think about it though. Let's take that at face value. Let's say it's true. We just learned that that's not for Cody. What does a Roman Reigns belt look like? My dark horse theory. More than the theory. I haven't seen anything. I haven't read anything. Yeah. Is 
universal title is tired because Roman's the all time for that belt. Yeah, there's re- no reason. Retire that belt. He gets that's, to just keep that record forever. That, that's the Roman Reigns belt. And a thousand days is the first universal. Yeah. So you retire that belt, but he gets to keep the lineal reign days rolling with the main WWE championship. Yeah. And whichever show he's not on gets a new main belt. What do, what do they do? Do they do world heavyweight and just let him be WWE or what did he, what do you do there? Cause you have to, first off, they have to realize that the universal, the name universal championship was just goofy. Yes. Like they have to learn from that. Do we know the exact date he hits a thousand days yet? Did someone a thousand days is approximately like week after backlash. So, really? Mm, I don't know. It no, can't be a week like after backlash. Days away right now. WrestleMania night two, they said nine forty five. So we have sixty five days, so three months. Okay. So if we April, it's gonna be right so before SummerSlam. Yeah, it's before SummerSlam. So that's what I'm saying. So then, does that make it to where it's his thousand days and comes out on a Raw or SmackDown and then retires it, or is it like wins at SummerSlam? Who's it at SummerSlam? I mean, there has to. The thing is, there has to be a one thousand day ceremony, right? I would think, and it has to be as close to that thousand days as possible. It'll be after, right? They won't do it before, no, barring whatever. So let's say it happens on like a Thursday. Let's say, or no, we'll say Saturday. Let's say thousand days is on a Saturday. That Monday, they're gonna do a thousand day ceremony. That would be the that would be the place you do a new belt. Because someone will be money in the bank by then, too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, if WWE came out and and just owned it and was like, we're going to pause the money in the bank until Roman loses the belt, I would actually be okay with that. Because that just makes me not have to think about how someone holding the money in the bank briefcase doesn't matter. Now, have we... Because Roman's not getting cashed in on. Have we had a money in the bank that, well, I think we have, but we're... It was an undisputed championship that uh, someone cashed in on. I'm assuming that, I mean, technically, before any any cash ins that were done between Randy Orton unifying the belts and before the introduction of the Universal Championship, yes, because that the current version of the WWE title that is that is the undisputed WWE world heavyweight championship. Well, I understand so that. technically. Yes, I understand, but I'm saying at this like, very current point, if say, you know, someone who won the money in the bank went and wanted to cash in, just would it be or both belts? Because it's technically still, it's technically two separate belts. Yeah. Which they purposely have not, not with one belt for, yeah, I mean, the thing is, if they did that, it would have to be, in order for Roman's title reign to keep going, they would have to cash in on just the WWE title. Well, I'm saying he hits the thousand days. Money yeah. in the bank cash in. You won't see money in the bank cash in post whatever they're doing. At least a new belt from out. Because to do your you, point, nobody's cashing in on Roman. No. Do, my question is, do you double down and have Cody Rhodes win the Money in the Bank? No. Layton's still thinking about it. It takes the magic out of it all. Well, the magic it out does. of the, the... Magic for Cody? Yeah, sure. Magic for the experience? I guess so. 
Magic just in general for the money in the bank? No. And I guess the cool part is that if Roman was to still be champion, and it's just Cody lurking in the background haunting him the whole time. Yeah, because you could build a story around that, no problem. But the the only... the Because here's the thing. Remember, the original Money in the Bank and... Well, I don't know if it was the original, but RVD did it. John Cena did it. They don't do a blind cash-in. They go, I'm cashing in on this night. Like... Cody Rhodes would be that kind of character. Like he's, he's that kind of, don't forget Damien Sandow in that. Well, yeah, but the whole, yeah, the whole thing (laughs) with Cody and being money in the bank is that he's that kind of top baby face that if he wins the money, in the bank, he's not going to cash in on a random night because he's Mr. No excuses. You know what I mean? He, he will announce it so far in advance that, that whoever's the champion will have time to prepare. Yeah. I mean, so, it gives him an out for his rematch. They're already saying, no, you don't get a rematch. Yeah. Not at, not in Puerto Rico, not in six months, not at next year's WrestleMania, not ever again. Yeah. Cool. Cody wins money in the bank. I can get it anytime yeah. I want yeah. now. But, but, and that makes sense. But Cody is, I, I would not be surprised if Cody Rhodes wins that money in the bank and straight up just goes, Roman, if you're, if you're the champ by, by WrestleMania next year, it's you and me, bud. And like, the only thing you have to throw into that is the rumble winner is that'll automatic unless the belts are split up by then that's automatically a triple threat so then final verdict before we end the episode yeah what is your final answer for how they either split the belt or for how they merge the two titles will it be universal gets sucked into the wwe championship and it's its own title with a separate belt then they recreate a new championship or do they actually split the two titles and the universal gets renamed whatever and we still have the wwe championship i don't even think it are you asking me what i think is going to happen or what i want to happen both do you want to go first you want me to go first first okay what i think is going to happen is universal's retired roman hits a thousand days because ultimately at the end of the day talking about the annals of wrestling history nobody gives a damn championship it doesn't it doesn't stack up to the big gold doesn't stack up to wing deagle it's lineage doesn't matter cool that's the roman reigns belt roman reigns continues on with the wwe if they make another belt i don't know what that name is going to be i can't think of a dumber name the universal championship but i also can't think of a dumber name that fits for today's wwe like the milky way champion yeah. what i want to happen is roman's ple work rate goes up but his show work rate goes down and he defends both belts yeah like i don't want a new belt design i personally think the universal championship with the blue strap looks really good comparatively to a raw universal championship so I would love to see Roman keep defending both the belts, but he's not going to do that. He's earned his break whenever that break in time comes. Yeah, we'll see. So what I want to happen is I want them to just unify it, call it the WWE Heavyweight Championship, and then bring in a new belt. I don't really care that they retire the Universal. Just stop using that word. That's really like that's what I want. Um, but on top I mean, of what the I want, only sto- the story that plays out is what he's saying, though. Yeah, that they... I I just want us to go back to a WWE championship and a world heavyweight championship because in my mind, those two titles 
just makes sense. The, both of them are world titles, but one of them is for the company and the other one is for the world. You know what I mean? Th those two titles just make sense. What I think will happen is they're just going to split it back up and they're not even going to change the universal title name. We're just going to have a universal champion and a WWE champion and we're going to have to deal with that and move on. That's what I think is going to happen. Dark Horse, new belt name. The WWE TNF belt. TNF? What does that mean? Then, now, now forever. forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's what we haven't considered yet. We have the WWE title and the UFC title. Shut up. <laughs> I hope you liked my reaction to that. <laughs> Shut or, up. Or, or, like, the Endeavor Championship or something. No, like, don't. Like... We, we don't know what the new name of the company is. Whatever that new name is, but they're, they're going to get a belt. Not, it's only a holding company. It's not a name well, of the company. Endeavor uh, Holdings LLC <laughs> Championship. The REHC World Title. Yep, like something like, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I agree with what Layton says. I, yeah. I think that closing out the Universal Championship for what it was, which it ended up being the Roman Reigns Championship for a thousand days. Yeah would be honestly the best thing to do whether it still considers him an undisputed champion or if he just says no now i'm the wwe champion still but that's all i want to be the only problem i have with that is how do you not give bruno san martino the nod and do that for him how do we still have a wwe title if that guy had it for almost three thousand days and cumulatively had it for over four thousand days because he's had two different two thousand day title reigns Granted, I understand it was a different time, but like if we're going to get into the business of, well, you clearly encompassed this title, Ray, this is your belt. How do we not go back and do that retroactively? Because as much as fans celebrate San Martino and the company is not where it is today without him, he is not celebrated in terms like that. He's, even barely, be he's barely celebrated. Even before he got over his beef with the McMahons. Yeah. Like he's just not celebrated like that. Yeah. He's not even really celebrated outside now. Like, like if if it's not for old heads like us bringing him up, he'll never get brought up. Mm -mm. I just honestly think we have to hit the 1,000-day mark to see where it's going to go because I think that's more of a what's-going-to-happen landmark than yeah. any pay-per-view is right now. I'll give you a second landmark, though. Roman hitting going to 435 with the WWE. Does that bear against Roman the longest WWE championship reign? Of the last 20 years. Oh, if he goes past 435? Well, he will because right now he's at 365 or whatever. Yeah. He wanted it last year's Mania. The other thing is, well, oh, because Brock's 500, whatever, was universal. The thing is, when Roman won at WrestleMania night two, the very first thing I thought was, okay, we're going to get another year of Roman. Both belts. Like, doesn't matter. I don't think I truly don't see Roman Reigns losing either belt until next year's WrestleMania because he's not at this point. This reign is too important to not pay off at a WrestleMania. So I, they might be the big four, but there's a one above those four. Like you, like SummerSlam's not big enough. Survivor Series certainly isn't big enough. Rumble, maybe, but no. Give me one for Survivor Series though. What? Main event: Jay takes the belt at Survivor Series. I had Survivor Series. Why wouldn't you pay that off at Mania? Because Jay is not the final boss for Roman. Who is the final boss? Is it Cody? Who's the it's final either boss Cody or The Rock if you can get him. 
that is the final boss for Roman. You pay it off. You, you are very like simplistic look at it for Survivor Series is Jay, main event Jay Uso is the sole survivor of the bloodline currently holding both belts. You could have him drop it at Rumble. Yeah. So now Roman still has the belts going into Mania. And you can circle back and resolve Cody if you haven't already. Or Jay takes the universal off of Roman. I would like that so much. But then the only thing left is the WWE for Cody. Yeah. I. The thing is, at this point, what this title reign has become and what it is going to lead to, the stars are lining up, especially because next year's WrestleMania is a big number. It's the 40th. It's an anniversary one, if you will. Every I would consider every five WrestleManias is an anniversary WrestleMania. Is it just mathematically is pleasing in that way? Yeah. So the stars are lining up for a WrestleMania 40 title win for whomever gets that spot. I don't care who it is at this point. It could be Cody again. It could be Jay Uso. As there's there's a short list of people from a storyline perspective that needs to beat Roman for a belt or these belts. Jay Uso, Sami Zayn. I would argue Kevin Owens to a lesser extent. Um. Everyone else was just fodder. John Cena, if he wants to get a 17th world title run, that needs to be off of someone else, not off of Roman's thousand day reign. Brock Lesnar, I just don't need him as a champion anymore, but he also has that stipulation where he can't challenge Roman anyway. You know it, what I mean? He'd come out and say in the past three days, he would like to win his belts. Brock did? Yes. If, if it were to shake out that way, he would like to win the belts, but he doesn't need them. Of course he doesn't need them. But I, I just think that I think that when Roman loses the belts, he will lose them both. They won't split them up until it's out, uh, out of Roman's hands. I think it'll be at WrestleMania 40. Whoever beats him, they'll split it up afterwards. Roman will hit 1,200-something days with Universal and five or 600-something. It'll be 600, 600-something 600 by WrestleMania 40. He'll lose. He'll take a year or two off that he's earned. So final verdict, you don't think that Cody said rematch? You don't think it's any bigger than WrestleMania? I think he'll get one and lose. I don't think I don't think Roman will eat a pin or get submitted slash loses belts until WrestleMania 40. I think his undefeated streak will remain. All of that. I, at this point, it's too important to not pay off at WrestleMania. I'd agree with that. That's that. That's where I think. That's where I'm at. I mean, that's all I can think of too. Yeah. It just it used to be easy to book three to four months out yeah. of WrestleMania. Now we have to think about what's going to happen next week. Well, I was gonna say we're week to week right now. Yeah. Until until control of creative settles, we're week to week. But speaking of week to week. These podcast episodes are also week to week, so make sure you continue to tune in to the Two Heavy Wrestling Podcast. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, spoiler alert, we're actually recording two episodes today because we're, we're all pretty busy next weekend. Um, so you're going to get to enjoy two episodes with Mr. Clayton Love. Uh, yeah. But until, until the next episode, when you guys join us, I've been Randy, we have Zach, we have Clayton, and we will see you soon. Thanks, guys.